Hey everyone, welcome to the Roro Show with Steven. This is Ro. I'm in Kansas City. Steven, you are in New York City. How are you doing this morning? I've been doing really good, Ro. How have you been? Uh, I am still trying to shake my COVID. I cannot get rid of this headache. It's just really, a, yeah. Um, and another thing I looked up yesterday is, and I just thought it was a coincidence. My feet have been freezing, and I'm usually cold all the time anyway. But my is that a COVID symptom? Well, I looked it up, and I guess there is a thing called COVID toes. But it's it, and their oh. feet will get cold, but wow. they generally will like it says they'll blister. Like it looks like they have frostbite. And I haven't had that. My just, I can't get, I've put wool socks on. And my feet will be sweating, but they'll still be cold. So I don't know what's going on. But the headache, Gosh. the good thing is I'm a stoner. So it just means I smoke more marijuana. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that makes the headache go away? Uh, makes me forget about the headache. <laughs> well, what about like pain medicine? Was like Tylenol or anything like that? Does that help? You it? know, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I've had... Mm-hmm. A lot of I've had like seventeen major surgeries, and so oh. from two thousand nine to I think two thousand fourteen, I took painkillers every day. But the thing mm-hmm. was, I never got a. I wasn't addicted. I was. I couldn't take more than one in a day. But I took one every day. If I right. took more than one in a day, I felt like I do right now. I felt like I just had a headache, and so I just I didn't enjoy taking that and. So when I first found cannabis, I I was surprised, and I, I was. I, it's funny because the story's always the same. I, I remember I took something; it was an edible. We're in Colorado, and I remember after about an hour, my wife asked me how I felt. And you and I grew up in the seventies and eighties, and I right. always thought because I had never done it before, I always was thinking Cheech and Chong. That that's right. th- that there was no other that you couldn't that that's how you would be that if you right. took it you would act like that. <clears throat> so I remember after I took this edible after about an hour, Bobby asked how I was. She goes, "How are you feeling?" I go, "I don't feel anything." And I remember putting my hands up in front of my face and moving my fingers because I have arthritis, and I was like, "I don't feel." I and I was like, "I don't feel any pain." I mean, I can feel, but I don't feel any. And so that's when I got really hooked because I did think that it was people said that it was for medicinal. I thought they were just BSing everyone so that they could do drugs. And <laughs> now I am an ardent supporter. I mean, when I first started doing it, my feet were so swollen from like my toes. And I want to say so swollen. They probably look cause I'm thin. So they probably look like normal feet, but you could tell mm-hmm. when I started taking, I mean, when I started smoking, you could, the, the swelling would go away. And it, it was amazing. So, yeah. So I've been smoking more so than general. And another funny thing is I actually got into it with a doctor. I am very open about my cannabis use. Right. Because they need to know. So there's no good in lying to sure. a doctor. And, you know, if they want to judge me for that, what, whatever. So, like, they're not giving me different types of drugs. So, but that was the funny thing is I was having a major hand surgery. And he had given me a prescription for... Uh, some some sort of narcotic. Uh, I don't know about oxy oxycodone. I I don't right. one of those. You know, and I didn't mm-hmm. get it filled. And I guess they have some way of knowing whether you be, just because they're regulated. I don't know. And he because he, he said something. He goes, "Did you not get your your prescription filled?" I go, "No." And he goes, "Well, are you not having any pain?" And I had actually taken a picture because as a hand surgeon, I'd, I'd taken a picture. I had pre-rolled like 24 joints. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, well, this is it. He goes, oh, that's what you take for pain medicine? I go, yeah. And he goes, you know that just mask. It doesn't really get rid of the pain. It just masks it. And I looked at him. I was like, what do pain pills do? And literally, yeah, he, he went blank. It was like, you didn't think this conversation out very far, did you? So Yeah, I mean, pain, pain pills don't cure anything. They just... That's no. the pain, yeah. right? Yeah, and I and, I mean, and that's the the thing about me is I would say I'm a, a functioning stoner because I won't drive, and that's how you can always tell right. if you want to know whether I I've smoked. Ask me to drive you somewhere. If I go uh, at about like an hour and a half, <laughs> so typically it's okay, it's typically uh, it's two hours that I feel 
that from the last time that I ingested most things, I, I usually smoke flour. That's that's what does it for me, uh, or okay. bud, whatever you want to call it. So not like edibles don't do it for me any longer. I mean, I could eat as many edible and whatever reason. Some people have said it's because of my body fat content. They said that adhere. I don't know. I don't know the the chemical bondings behind it and everything. But um, yeah. Well, whatever so, works for you, and as it, long as you. Uh, as long as it helps your headache, that's that that's good. I just hope well, the headaches start to go away. It's so do I. And it, weeks now. and it helps everyone else because, like I say, if you've been around me and I've been pleasant, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that was really fun to be around." Row, I was high. <laughs> I mean, there were Boy. three years because I finally I did not tell my parents. My parents were so anti drug mm-hmm. that I didn't want to tell them, and then. I finally was just like, I, I got to a point in my life where, you know, I, I'm not, if someone asks, I'm going to tell them and it's their, it, it's their issue. If they have an issue with my answer, that's on them, not on me. They're the one that right, asked the right. question. So I had finally mentioned, they go, well, have you been high around us? I go, do you think there's a reason the only time I've seen you is someone else is, is driven? I mean, I, first of all, if they had, if someone did that to me, my first thought is, Ooh, they lost their license because I literally never drove. It was either our daughters were driving us or my wife was driving and I would always be there and they'd be like, can you come by? And I go, well, Bobby's busy that night. So, uh, we'll come the next night or whatever. So it was just funny because I pick up on little things like that, but I would have been wrong. I would have been like, Oh, they probably... You know, it's like if someone stops drinking all of a sudden, if it's a girl and they're within 25 right. to 35, right. then you're like, yeah. you know, so you immediately, even if you're wrong. Oh, yeah. So, but that's kind of, that's, that's, that's definitely that's, the first thought. Yeah. yeah. I always think there is, and it's a, it, I didn't come up with it. it was a line from a TV show, but someone says, you know, hey, it was nice to meet you. And my response is the same as there. It was, you just didn't give it enough time. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So, hey, from last week, you have some big news. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, or it's still, do you have big news? Well, it's still, you know, it's still pending news. It's exciting news, but unfortunately, it's something that I can't. Really oh talk my about gosh! Specifically, however, what I can tell you is it involves um, television and movies. And until things are signed and sealed, I can't talk anymore. Believe me, I want to. But it's good news, and I'm very excited about it. And I've been doing a lot of hard work, um, including yesterday. Normally, this is sun, a Sunday. Normally, record we record on Saturdays. Yes. But yesterday morning, when we were supposed to record, I I messaged you that I was in the middle of some, you know, a brainstorm, and I had I had to get it out. So we had to postpone till today, right? Because I'm doing a lot of a lot of work, and it's and it involves writing and rewriting, and it involves, you know, Hollywood and see, and, and, and I would all kinds of stuff. So just a glimpse into my my world. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. My life goes all the time. That I'm yeah. always because I will forget things. You know, I have forgotten so many multi-million dollar ideas that, (laughs) because I just, and so I have all these notebooks. So in front of me, uh, where I record, I have one that says, it just says T-R-R-S-W-S, because I don't like to write out the Roro show with Steven. So that's, that's the inaccurate. So I have a, a, and I put all of our notes. So like, you know, I'll be watching television. I'm like, crap. Like last night, Bobby and I were watching something and... I was high as shit, and I don't even, I'd have to look, because I'm not even sure which note it was in here, but, you know, oh, I do. It's about a TV show we're going to talk about. But I get up and do that, and and you get so focused. Like, sometimes I'll start writing things, because I've said that at some point I'm going to write a script for Bobby and I's show, and then I'm going to see if anyone can tell that I scripted it, because... Mm The one thing about one of the things about me is every almost every conversation I've ever had 
with you. Like if I have a conversation with you next week, I've already had that conversation before you. Mm-hmm. I've already had it in okay. my mind. I already know what. So that's when I get caught off guard is when someone gives me an answer that's so far out of left field, I never <laughs> even took that into account. Cal- because generally I'm taking everything into calculate. Even stuff that right. people are like, that couldn't happen. I'm like, well, don't say never. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So. Well, so. Th- so. Thank you for giving me uh, yesterday morning off because I was I was on a roll and, you know, I don't when I'm on a project I do a lot of writing of course right. but when I'm not on a project I don't write at all. But is that because I, you don't? Writing, is that because you don't think about writing or it right, just yeah, or you just don't yeah, have don't you don't just it. you don't have a bug to do it. Right. Well, there's nothing to write. I mean, it's it's. I don't journal. I don't, you know, feel like, oh, I need to write something every day. Right. When I write, it's generally for a big project and a big project, meaning like a full length musical or something that I'm writing. But when I am in what I call writing mode, there's just no stopping me. And I, and when I'm feeling creative, are you I'm an asshole? Always, then? I'm uh, no, but I'm like if always, like if I called you and said, "Hey, let's go to let's go to lunch," I would I would probably like hang up and say, "I can't talk now." Click, oh. you know, and I would only oh yeah because that to, that to that's, get the phone to stop ringing. Yeah, because that would not be the behavior of an asshole. You're right. You're to right, hang exactly, up on me, not. scream at right. me, and hang up on me. Yeah, <laughs> but no, when I when I am working and writing, I am it's I'm always. Because I do it so rarely, when I do it, it's really concentrated, and I usually have a lot of ideas and a lot that I want to do, and probably you know a lot of it's problem solving and figuring different things out. And so when I'm working hard, which is you know when I'm always, when I'm always working, I'm working hard. But when I'm really into something, I really don't like to stop because I'm afraid that the ideas will the ideas will stop, especially if I'm in the middle of, you know, a certain scene or a certain song or or on a certain train of thought. So that was yesterday and this morning, but I got up extra early to make sure that it wouldn't interfere with our recording time. And I did more work this morning. Well, good, good. I'm glad. So, so thanks. So thanks for being a a tease again about the news. We really appreciate that. One thing I did ask you, though, it, I was talking about the notes that I make, is right. we've been trying to find, Bobby and I have been trying to find TV shows. Now that we're empty right. nesters again, we mm-hmm. decided that it was time to find something. And so we, we found some things that we like together, you know, and we watch Yellowstone, and there, there's some things, there's some things that we watch separately I do like the re- I do like some of the real housewife shows. My my wife does like those, but some of them, like the Salt Lake City, I just can't I can't wrap my head around that that one. <laughs> there there's a few that I can't. So there there's stuff, but one that I and I've tried to get Bobby to watch it, and she's not as enamored with it as I am. Is Bling Empire? Did you get a chance to watch any of that? Because it sounds like you've you've had a lot of work, and I know that you can't just sit there and 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 binge watch something but did you get a chance to watch any of a bling empire unfortunately i didn't get a chance to watch any of it i looked it up and sort of got a little bit of an overview of it but i would like you to sort of school me in it and tell me about it well it, it, i just like it because i i think they have in their group they have basically what every single group has you know, mm-hmm. you you have the the really really good person that's probably too good to be with the rest of the people that's in that group, and then you you have like the naive one, and then you have the the self centered one, and and I don't know why I just something about that I don't I don't know why I I just cannot stop watching that show. The other one that I've started watching was Cheer, which. Our former high school classmate who I interviewed uh, was the first interview of 2022. Craig Wood actually was a high school cheerleader and college cheerleader at University of Virginia. So I actually sent him a text and I was like, have you, do you watch cheer? And he goes, no, I think he had said he had seen a couple Maybe the first season or maybe a few episodes or something like that. I was just like, right. is that what it's like? So here's the thing is after I watch that is I'm a firm believer after having daughters who one was in dance team and things like that. I think 
people should watch like cheer or something similar to that because it gave me a different appreciation to how I should have been watching those shows when my daughter was in it. Because I spent the time watching her. When, well, what, did it, what, did, what did you learn? What did it, what did it teach well, you? Well, you know, and I was going to – well, you know, I guess I didn't, I didn't really think about the preparation that they go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even though I played a lot of team sports – I I did not like I love structure in my life but I hated it on like in basketball for instance. Mm-hmm. It's like oh you know let, let's get guys together the guys that I played with for so long I knew exactly where they were going to be. I mean I didn't have to look. I I knew that in a certain situation I could do something because I had done it so much. It was that repetitive nature of uh, of being with someone and i never really thought of that with cheering and what they mm-hmm. go through i mean it's not that i didn't think it was a, a a sport but i i don't know now in high school our daughter they didn't do all the throws and pyramids and things like that mm-hmm. but still i would always go to her shows and i would just be trying to where's mo at and i would watch her instead of Watching the group, watching the performance, taking that that in, and then just understanding, you know. So right. that, that's one of the things that I think as a father that if I had it to do over again, when you get like in any situation, it, it doesn't have to be with kids, but in my instance, it was kids. I was so focused on what they were doing, I wasn't seeing the bigger picture of if they were. I was watching. Like if Trinity right. was playing first base, I was watching first base and not really paying attention to the pitcher, the catcher, or, or the rest of the game. Right, and, exactly. Well, that makes sense. And so that I think I, watching Cheer. Now, the one that I've really been waiting for, and it came out, and we have been, been in fact, it's the Pump the Brakes kind of binge watching. There's only eight episodes for the first mm-hmm. season of Jack Reacher, and we've already watched five. It came out Friday. And so, like, last oh, wow. last night, we were like, uh, we got to stop. We didn't want to. And so, th- this brings up a whole... Have you ever heard of Jack Reacher? It's a yes. whole series of novels. Okay. So, yes. it's actually written by Lee Child, which is a pen name or a surname for someone mm-hmm. who I think is not... I think the person that's been writing it is turning it over to his brother is... Uh, if, my research was correct. I believe that's what was was planning on happening. But so when Jack Reacher, when I first became aware of Jack Reacher is because of the movies with Tom Cruise. There were two mm-hmm. of them. Right. And then I found out there were 26 books. There weren't 26 when I found out about them, but now there are 26. And so I started reading. And I do like them. I like to read. I, I When we travel, like we'll be traveling by train next weekend. Uh, eight mm-hmm. hours each way, and so a book is a great way. So, and that's a a, a fun book. You know, it's I don't have oh, to. Yeah. You know, it's not about stoicism where I'm really thinking about it long and hard. Right, it's just sort of the fun. It's like he's a he's a cop, right? Right. Yeah, he's an ex military police, and the thing is, in the books, he has a presence. When he walks into a room, people know who he is. Okay. Same with Tom Cruise. Well, it's not Tom. I mean, we're talking a physical. Uh, so my wife and I have it because I say that I am, <clears throat> excuse me, very much like Jack Reacher. Because where I work, we get a lot of pushback with mask mandates and <clears throat> different things like that. Right. And I always hear about these stories about <clears throat> people that are just you know, Karens and Kins that are out of control. And it never, I always say, I go, it never happens around me. And people will point out, and it's like, it's because of your size. And I'm 6'5". Right. Which I think is imposing, because I'm I'm thin now. I mean, I'm I'm 175-ish right now. I've been as much as um, 208, um, Mm -hmm. which... And I didn't look like him, but to put, put it in perspective, Jason Momoa, when he was Aquaman, was uh, okay. 6'4", 210. So okay. Got it. I did not look like him in any way, shape, right. or form. 
But I mean, so that's, I, I mean, I worked out. So, but anyway, so that's right. So I think that I have a presence where people will not sure. push back on me. And he has mm-hmm. that. And that was the problem with the movies. And I guess that was the problem that a lot of people had is that I thought they were very good movies. Right. But if you know of the book and who Jack Reacher is supposed to be, that is not Tom Cruise. Right. Right. Well, exactly. You so, know, but this leads uh, me into something else that I, that I came up with last night when I was watching because I, I wanted to see how big. So there was a new guy, Jack Reacher's come out as a series on Prime Video. And who plays him? I looked it up and I can't remember for the life of me now. So okay. it, it, it's an actor, uh, Alan Richson, I believe. Um, okay. He he looks like Jack Reacher, although I'm going to get to this in a second. So I, I wanted to look up like how big because like if you look at it, you're like wow. Because in the books, he's supposed to be six five, and they say it a lot because he one of his favorite things to say is details matter because it does. You know, if someone says, "Hey Rodney, what are you six four? I'll be like six five, and they're like, "Well, it's you know six four six five, and it's like no, it does matter. You know, like if it's, it just matters. So anyway, well, he's it, it's interesting. Uh, because I think Tom Cruise is five six. Yeah, you know, and that that's a big difference. You know, what what Tom Cruise has is that star quality. You know, so that sort of gives him a presence, but it's not the same thing as a physical presence. Right. So that must have been really interesting for Tom Cruise to play the part in the movies. Right. I mean, in you know, in there is. I do believe that there is like. An alpha, and I think like an alpha can be, and it can be male, female, it can be, there are people that come in and and people just take notice. There's just something about their, and you're like, and it doesn't matter. So, And there are people that are very big and and people take notice of them, but it's because of intimidation factor. And alpha, you're worried about not just maybe what their physical prowess, but their mental acuity or, you know, so there's a lot of things going in. And so I very much like the movies with Tom Cruise, but they were, he's not Jack Reacher. I mean, so when I was watching them, I wasn't correlating to the books or anything like that. I wasn't like, it it was a standalone to me. It was good in its own right, but it didn't remind you of the character in the books. Right. And so I guess what happened was Tom Cruise, a production company had bought the rights and they had the rights to produce X number of works, so many, whatever, in a certain time frame. Right. Before the before the rights reverted back to, I don't know if the, the, author. the, the author who they reverted back to. And right. that's why it became a, a, a television show. Mm-hmm. And so I was worried because in the previews of Jack Reacher, some of the stuff, it, the way it was edited, I was like, oh, man, this may look like it's going to be corny. Mm-hmm. And that that worried me because he's so big and intimidating. Like one of the they show him opening a a a, a beer, a non twist off beer with his bicep, you know, corny <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like, wow. so I was worried. But I have been extremely he the the actor that does it is doing a tremendous job. I think that the show is amazing. I it, it, Like I say, it's one of the ones that it's hard to binge watch, but it leads me to something else. I wanted to look up and see how big, like weight-wise, the actor was. Because I was under the assumption, because he says it a lot and details matter, that he's 6'5". Mm-hmm. So right. I wanted to see so I, I like to see someone who's 6'5". Like if I see someone who's 6'5 and 175 right now, if I saw a picture of him, I'd be like, oh, that person's so skinny. And then, right. you know, people are like, well, that's... You're, you, so I wanted to see how big he was, and it said he was two oh five. Okay, but he's six foot two. So hmm. this goes back to our senior year in high school. It actually, is the summer after our senior year in high school. WWE was huge. Yes, wrestling. I, I was remember. not into it, but a friend of my a friend. Of, you probably know him, Todd. Well, I'll tell you his last name later. But Todd, okay. I th- one of us got free tickets to see okay. it at Kemper Arena, old Kemper Arena here in Kansas yeah. City. And when we went, the big star was uh, Hulk Hogan. And yeah. so when we were walking up, we were walking by this entrance that goes like underground where like 
the buses for the teams. That's just where we happen to be walking by, and he uh, uh, limo pulls up. And he gets out, and you know he's this big personality anyway, and he's doing everything, and like he like you know trying to get he like comes up to us, he's like, you know whatever he's doing, and I remember just looking at him, I go, you are so small, and we were like the same height, and I just kept walking by him, and he probably outweighed me by a hundred pounds, but the reason right. I did that is because in the movie Rocky, whatever, where Hulk Hogan's in it, and I. I don't know which uh-huh. one, three, whatever one Hulk Hogan's in. Back in the 80s, I didn't do a lot of research. I didn't, there there wasn't a lot of, I didn't read Variety. There wasn't the internet. So you didn't right. really know. And in the Rocky movies, they say that Rocky is like six feet tall, because he has to be a heavyweight. Right, right. So they, and you know, I, once again, I think, Sylvester Stallone's five six five seven, and probably right. you know he's he's ripped, but he's probably only a hundred and eighty pounds or so. Right. I mean, when you're at that height, you you don't have to have a lot of weight. I I mean, right, right. You know, so in the movies, and I just didn't know it wasn't real life. They introduced Rocky when he fights um, Hulk Hogan, Apollo whatever Creed. his name is, in there. Right. They introduced Rocky at like six foot one or something they introduce hulk hogan is seven feet tall because they had to do the math <laughs> right. so they're gonna bump so as for stallone up they have to bump him up so i literally right. thought that hulk hogan was seven feet tall until i saw him and then he's my oh, height. hilarious yeah so but here i started thinking about this why would they have to pick that actor Who's six foot two? Could they not find someone who's six foot five? And I know because Bobby well, Bobby rolls her eyes because yeah. you know a lot of actors and things are saying, "Well, I won't. I wouldn't do that role again." You know, like, "Well, I wouldn't play a gay, gay character because I'm not gay." Or right. this week, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has said that he wouldn't reprise his role as Barney Stinson unless he made a lot of character changes. And I'm like, for fuck's right. sake, it's a character. And there are really people like that. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I guess you're right in a way, but I think, you know, we've got to draw the line at something. And I think, you know, it, it, it's very rare that a character has a specific height. Right. You know, and I, and I guess if, if the fact that he's six foot five is something that he, the character always says, and it's important in the book, I would say that then that is important to convey. But I, to me, because I'm short, I'm about 5'8", to me, the difference between 6'2 and 6'5 isn't that vast because everyone seems tall to me. And I think that especially on a movie set or a television set, you know, they can, if if they want to make him look a little taller, then they cast shorter people around him. They, you know, you know, in, you know while we're that way. While so we're I sitting think, I here, think it's okay. I think it's okay. While we're sitting here, you know, it also makes me wonder in the medium of television whether if they got someone that was six five, you because then you have to worry about the surrounding cast more than the main character, right? So would that cause a whole bunch of issues framing those shots? That's possible. That's very possible. You because, know, because I, I will, you do have to frame a shot, so you know, to sort of sneak him down a little bit is probably helpful. And you also, you still want the best actor, you know, and, you know, as long as it's clearly a tall, big guy, I think they probably felt that they could, they could get away with it. I was just, certainly compared to Tom Cruise, right? you know, they're at least, you know, where they, where that was out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and that's what's, you know, it's funny. Cause then I told my wife last night, I go, do you want me to, to get that big? And she's like, no. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> so, I mean, that I'm glad because that would be a lot of work. I told her oh, this is going to be, imagine. this will be my last summer. This is my 50, actually it's, I'm 54, but this will be my 55th summer on the planet earth. But this, right. I, I, I'm doing a speedo this summer. And then I told her I will probably be less concerned at 55 and over. I'm going to be less concerned about and the thing is, the Speedo is not for others. Because a lot of people are like, why would you want me to see you in a Speedo? And it's like, why would you be looking at me in a Speedo, you perv? Because it's not for me. It's more about I'm so vain. I want as much tan as possible. So if I could be sure. naked, I would. And I guarantee you people will complain less about the Speedo than they would about me naked. 
Probably. <laughs> so, but uh, I I'd mention I was going to do it last year, and it's funny because I had worn my trunks were fairly short anyway, but I had worn it, and so I I I usually tan very easily and very quickly, and then mm-hmm. you know. I believe at one point I was told that I look like Neapolitan ice cream. That I was, you know, if I came wow. in from the sun, because I, part of me would be super dark. Part of me would have just right. been exposed to the sun, so I'd be pink. And then part of me would be white. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I've heard Sounds that. delicious. Mm, no, I bet it does. <laughs> th- you know what? Sometimes things sound delicious, and then they're not. Yeah. So, but, no, um, no I, so it was funny last year. We live in an apartment con- and it's fairly small and mm-hmm. hardly anyone ever goes to the pool. Anyway, Sunday afternoons, there's a group that goes there that's been here for a long time, but there, are, it's not uncommon for me to be at the small pool by myself. So mm-hmm. why am I worried about the 40 minutes per week that I spend with someone else at a pool when I spend hours there, you know? The other time. So right. I actually ask, there are women there. And one of them mm-hmm. has a daughter who is like in her teens. And so I mm-hmm. just, uh, I go, I remember I was laying my, I, I remember laying on my raft. And I just said, mm-hmm. hey, I got a question for you all. And, you know, I'm pretty chatty. I talked to everyone. And, and they're like, yeah. And I go, do you guys care if I wear a Speedo? And everyone's like, no, I don't know which one. Someone said, yes, please. And the rest of them did. And so, but I never did because of my tan line. But I wanted to, I didn't want anyone to, I don't want someone to be like, oh, well, he's wearing it because he's a creeper and he wants, he wants people to look. I don't, I don't well, care if any, I, if no one's around, it's not going to be on. But I mean, I, I just want as much tan as possible. So it's, I, I look at Jack Reacher and that character, and yeah. I, I am quickly reminded when I try to work out, we are not uh-huh. whatever age that guy is. Well, well, I wear a Speedo in the pool every day, but for a completely different reason, it, because it's better, to, it's, easier, it's better to swim in. You get a better swim from it. Right. I spent yeah. about five or six years swimming in trunks, just swimming trunks, because that's what I always used to wear. Right. And at, a, at about five years after swimming every day, someone said to me, why do you wear the, you swim every day, why do you wear trunks? Why don't you wear a Speedo? And I said, what do you mean? Because I just, it just never even occurred to me that there would be any difference. And he said, well, you'll just, it'll be easier to swim and you'll swim faster and it'll just be better. And I thought, all right, well, I don't care. So I got a Speedo and it's true. So, and I don't care. I don't care what, it, I, again, I do it at a gym where it's all about everyone right. wanting to look good. So no one's going to care one way or the other, but it's definitely better for swimming. And of course, I mean, you can you, t- lines. I mean, I, I imagine when you're doing, because you're doing, you're swimming for like hell. I mean, you're doing it recreation, for but uh, yeah, yeah, for exercise. Right. Can can you tell? I mean, I imagine that you could tell because that's not whenever I swim, whether I've been actually I take that back. There would be times when you'd be surfing or body surf or whatever, and and there would be times where I'm like, I really don't need to wear trunks this big because I used to wear the big old. Being skinny for a long time, I used to wear oversized clothes because I thought that they, mm-hmm. instead of making me look smaller, which they actually did, I thought they made me look, well, he's wearing a double XL and he's six foot five. So if most people knew that I wear a medium, mm-hmm. like I, I, a medium tall is what, so I can fit it. That, that's my biggest problem is finding stuff to fit me in my length because I'm a medium. Right. In fact, we were talking television shows this week. I tried on, I had bought our youngest daughter when she was in uh, junior high for Christmas. She used to love fresh parents of Bel Air, which is coming out mm-hmm. as a new show again. And a a serious drama. And I had bought her a Bel Air Academy basketball jersey, a Carlton Banks. (laughs) And so it's an authentic basketball jersey like it came from there. And it's a men's small. And I tried it on. It fits perfect. So maybe I'll I'll take a picture of of me in that that jersey. and put Because I need to start posting pictures. I was hoping you would have great news because on our Instagram, I wanted – I was going to get a picture from you explaining (laughs) your great news. But all you did was tease us again until next week. 
it's it's going to be it's going to be a tease for several months but yeah. hey let me i want to go back real quick and ask you on the barney stinson thing that's the mm-hmm. uh neil patrick harris from so or how i married how i met your mother how, right and now there's a new show out called how i met your father right which i tried to watch the first episode and i didn't really watch how I Met Your Mother, so I, I just, either. I was trying to find, we are trying to find something. We've done a lot of, like, kicking the tires on shows, like, trying them out and then not finding it, but, so, in the television show, Neil Patrick Harris's character, Bonnie Stinson, was a womanizer. Right. And that's what he was referencing, that he would have to change. I mean, do you think that's going too far? I mean, because it's a character, and I understand he's like, well, I wouldn't bring the character back in, unless he changed. But if he changed so much, he's not the character. Or you could bring him back and see. But my whole thing is there are people like that in life. And there are a lot of people that may be womanizers that aren't mm-hmm. like predators. They're not like I think that he. there are some things that he did um, maybe that. Right. Well, I, I think the issue is that it was, you know, and I didn't watch the show. I saw few episodes of it but it was played for comedy right and you know sometimes the 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 recipients of the of of his womanizing were sort of the targets of jokes and it was played as oh you know our friend barney he's such a womanizer ha 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 and i think you could still do the character today but it would be interesting to see that character and how he has to change in these times, right? And how does that how does that translate? So I kind of disagree with Neil Patrick Harris. I think it would be far more interesting for him to play that character again than to not, because right. there'd probably be a lot of juice in it for him as an actor. Yeah, and, and it's funny you mention that because I went out with someone. I went to lunch sometime like. During the pandemic, like it was before mm-hmm. mass, things were still open here. In Ca- I don't remember. And we went and I remember them saying, and I just go, your wife doesn't let you out of the house. Much. I mean, just the, how they were acting out in public probably right. would have been fine at a different point in our lives. But for some right. reason with me, that struck a nerve. But I think they could have done in the show if they if they wanted to bring him back. And I don't know how they would or what. I mean, I don't know how that logistics work out. But if they did... You know, where someone is actually correcting their behavior. Right. You know, because I used to do that as a trainer. People would come in and they would see, like, I don't understand this shit. And I would always correct their behavior without saying, but I wouldn't, all I would say is, you don't understand this stuff. So I would just asking, like, throwing the question back, but I'd I'd change one word. And by the end of the, usually I would have new hires for two weeks. And at the end of the first week, they would say, I don't understand this shit. I mean, stuff. And by the end of the second week, they would say, I don't understand this stuff. So you could bring someone in and every time they said something that is now what we would deem as inappropriate, still address it. Because there are people out there that still make comments. I mean, that are still Barney Stinson's and much worse. So, I mean, making the character disappear. But this leads me to something I brought up with Bobby on, and Bobby is my wife for you all that don't follow our other podcast, The Longest One Night Stand with Bobby, which I didn't remember. I get it. See, I jump all over the place. So (laughs) speaking of that show, Thursday night, February 3rd, Uh it wasn't a thursday when we met but was the 26th anniversary of our one night stand well congratulations happy anniversary thanks happy one night stand anniversary yeah so 26 one years night anniversary wow. i know so it's it's been Incredible. amazing so but one thing i asked bobby was do you think you live at the the correct moment in time meaning if you could live any t- any point in time so i'm going to ask you this question and it's not as straightforward as it seems because most people would be like her initial response was, I think like the 50s or 60s. And, you know, when you see that in TV shows or photographs or something, you know, you're seeing the best of the 50s and 60s. And mm-hmm. to of me, course. the 60s would be appealing to me too. 60s, 70s. I mean, that would be appealing to me. But if you were stuck there, mm-hmm. how would well, you address the issues of the day? Like, how do you address, like, if there's an issue with race because they were – though the – the anatomy of those issues were much different back then. So if you go to a certain time, you have to remember, like I, we were watching 
a we were watching some western. I don't know why. I don't know okay. what. And I don't think it, it, whatever we were watching. And I told Bobby, I go see. I think I would have thrived back in the 1800s like as a cowboy but i would have been dead by like 23 or 24 but i th- so so that's what because my personality would not, i would have mouthed off to someone that had a quicker draw than i did and that would be it so well for for me as a person i like being alive with the technology of today and maybe even i'd like to be can't say the future maybe, we don't maybe, we don't know the future no nope. maybe well Again, imagining a nice future, I would probably want to even be 20 years younger to see what the technology is going to be, because I really like technology. However, as a professional musical theater writer, I think I would have rather been around in the 50s or 60s, because I probably would have been a more successful in a mainstream way. Because the the writing of today is just very different than the writing of back but, then. But let me ask you this. I, with okay. the subject matter, because would that affect whether your plays could have been done then? Or are you just talking that I, I, I would have totally different I would, plays? I would be a different person and I would have written different things. Okay. But it, just assuming that I had the same career that I have today, and what would that career have looked like in the 1950s, it would have been a lot different and a lot more vast and a lot more mainstream, I believe. Because you could be, uh, it was easier to have shows done. There were more of them. Right. They were cheaper to produce. They were easier to do. And when you had a mainstream successful show, you know, you were really set for life. And you know, people people knew who you were and your songs were played on the radio. Today, it's just a very different model. And I am very lucky with what I've achieved and, and worked hard for. But it would have been a lot different back then. Again, assuming that, you know, I would have had the same talent, I guess. But in terms of general life, I wouldn't want to change it. I'm, I'm happy where I am. I yeah. like my iPhone. I like my I like my. See, and I that's like my, uh, those are a lot of things that my, I would my give big up. Screen TV, yeah. That when I first entered the work, not first entered, but when I first had a job that I actually cared about, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know, we did everything longhand. We did, you know, accounting and a ledger. If someone came in and and it was a video store, we uh, sold video equipment back in the 70s and 80s but mm-hmm. for the most right. part we were also the first store that rented movies and games and so but everything was done off a an accounting ledger i mean that's everything was mm-hmm. you know and i was let's see i think i was already past i think it was sophomore maybe junior in college late 80s before my family even got a computer. You know, everyone just has everything oh, now. Yeah. Like, I remember the video store that I worked at, we had a Nintendo system. And it was like right. a gaming system. And there were people, people, it was inside a mall, and people would come and literally drop their kids off. I remember on Friday nights, I would be like, you can't leave your kids here. Because they would be like, I'll be back in an hour. Then their kids would play the game. And I remember there'd be lines of kids. Like, if I wanted to charge kids, I could have charged kids. Literally, char- because not everyone had a gaming system at home, you know. And so things were totally different. Because I keep thinking about if I was like twenty years younger right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the same person because I didn't have all the distractions. You know, I like to read, so I don't do it nearly enough. But reading doesn't bother me, right? Which, speaking of what, see, this is where I jump all over. And this is probably, it, people will hear and they'll go, well, he smokes a lot of cannabis, so that's why his memory. It is not. Honestly, my memory, we, I had issues with my memory that I was actually being seen for by a doctor before I started smoking. So my, my memory, no matter how failing it seems to be, it is much better than it should be. Um, right. But uh, there's a, you would just talked about something Bobby and I are going to talk about on our show as well. But it's it's just interesting because I don't know when a perfect time for me to be. Um, you know, I think in the 60s, I have always stuck up for probably people that can't fully stick up for the, themselves. 
Right. Um, you know, in high school, I was always the one, and I still even get that to this day. There's a name. Um, I want to say a Chad or something Chad? like something okay. like that. Something the 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 kids like if you're like around twenty, they'll say about someone who like is a jock, but then gets along with every because a lot of times jocks are their own, and they will tend to be bullied because they're mainly known for their athletic prowess or, you know, whatever. Okay. And so there, there is some term that was used and they're like, cause you're not like that. And okay. I know that, I don't know if we ever talked about it on a show. I think I mentioned to you once that I'd done a drag show. Really? Did I not ever mention that? No, to you? I oh definitely would remember that. I would definitely remember that. Okay. I so I'll write that down. So there, there's a story behind that, but I did a, a drag show. And I remember when I did it, the people were, I, came and this was 1998 ish somewhere mm-hmm. and um i was getting uh, i was getting ready in the back and the other people there were like well when i got there they're like what are you doing here and i well i'm doing the show and they're like and i was just so caught off guard that the, right. their response was i go why and they go well people that look like you are usually beating up people that look like us <laughs> and i just i mean i was just so i was like I mean, I could. I mean, I think I was trying to wrap my head around that someone's having to live. So that's why I've always tried to. I mean, I've always been that way. But I mean, because I get caught off guard when I'm like, seriously, you, you, sh- no one should ever have to worry about who they are, or what they are, or anything. Right. You know, that you're you. Just like how I love to be naked all the time, that has nothing to do with anyone else. The, because right. if no one else is around, I'm going to be naked. And people are like, well, that's why you're naked, because no one else is around. No! I would be <laughs> naked if people around it. You people that have the big issue with this. So, But, you know, just let people. And so we'll talk about that. I can't believe. I thought we had talked about that. Oh, my God. No, so I'm going to write that'll that. Be a, that'll be a good subject for next oh, week. Great. And okay. as, we, as we close our show this week, I have a couple television recommendations for you. Okay. Show, some binge-worthy shows. Oh, hold on, recommend- hold on. Okay. I will be the judge of that. I always tell people, we're like, okay. I have a funny story. I'm like, no, you have a story. Let me decide if it's funny. So you can well, tell I me will- you have TV shows that you've been binge-watched. They, I will tell you the shows that I have enjoyed. Okay, that I let's hope to see share if I think they're binge worthy. Let's go. So, um, uh, the flight attendant on HBO Max. Okay, my wife watches that. I did not. That's the one with Kelly. Kelly Coco. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to butcher that name. Then there is the new Kristen Bell series called. It's a crazy title. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I just read about that. Actually, I it read was, about episode five, the it scene. Was real, okay, well, it was really fun, so I highly recommend that. And then if you want to see a teenage hellscape dystopian, you know. If you say uh, euphoria. I'm going to say euphoria, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I actually have that up on my computer. I was going to talk to you about that when we did TV shows, but we're talking about other well, things. Because well, let, let me let me tell you something about Euphoria. It is it's in its second season now, and it stars Zendaya, the singer, and she is fantastic. She is an incredible uh, performer. But the show is about this group of teenagers, and there is drug use, sex, like I have never seen. And there was an article recently within the past couple of weeks uh, saying like, I guess it's that organization DARE, D-A-R-E. I'm not sure exactly what yeah. it stands for, but they were condemning the show for glamorizing drug use, glamorizing, you know, teenage sex and nudity. And I could not disagree with them more. I think it is so the opposite of glamorizing it. It really, like I was saying, it's like a dystopian hellscape. It looks, it's like a nightmare version of high school. Um, I would put any kid in front of it to watch it and say, here, see what can happen. And they'd be terrified. That said, it's a very powerful dramatic series. So I had never heard of it. I am going to watch it because here's the the title that I had pulled up because I was going to mention this. And it had more to do with the fucking tweets that came out afterwards. But the title is Euphoria mm-hmm. Nudity Controversies Make Comf- or make Viewers Uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of it. But my thing is that life is not comfortable. And it, first of all, a lot of things that make people uncomfortable, they shouldn't. Um, 
30 plus years ago, I, I dated a girl from Denmark. And when we, one of our first times we were going out, she hit, she was working out and we were going out and she was going to change at my place. And mm-hmm. we our relationship was very new. There was, I, I, I don't even know if we, I, 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 so anyway, I remember she came over and I was like, the bathroom's down there, blah, blah, blah. And she just starts getting undressed. And I was like, wow, not very shy, are you? And she said, you Americans are so weird with the body. <laughs> and that's when I really became, because it is, it's not a, like what I feel about my body, what I do for my body, whether there is anyone else, else here on the planet or not, th- I'm doing what I do for myself and everything. And so I just think it's funny when people complain, like some of the tweets were like, uh, that they put in the show were like, you know, if, you know, calling parents, you know, basically bad parents of their letting them, them show like one was, I love you for, but please don't let y'all kids watch this show. Yeah, and I, it's I, like, I, disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, really I'm, disagree. I just like, the, you know, just like when, um, there are some companies that want to, they don't want to offer birth control to their employees. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, just because you don't, like, if you don't offer them birth control or if uh, abortions aren't legal or if you take it, it doesn't mean they're not going to do it. Like, right. like abstinence from sex is not a real good, it may sound good in theory, but that's not how the world actually works. So, I mean, it's just weird that people are making such a big deal about real life. And it's like, you know, maybe it's because it's high school kids and it's nudity. And so you're like, I don't think I I should be. I think so. I mean, the performers aren't actually, you know, that age. They're obviously older. But there's just there's just a lot of it. And it's just it's. Well, you watch it and we'll talk about it. Okay. Like I said, it's, it's, I think it's kind of hard to watch, but it's good. It's certainly well performed. You know, but all right, my friend, it's time for me to get back to the, to the computer and and start some writing. Okay. So, uh, next week then, uh, to everyone that's been out there, thank you for listening to our show. This is Roe in Kansas City and Steven in New York. And make sure to like and follow us. Yep. So we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks. Bye, everybody. 